What's up guys? Today I want to talk about how to beat aggressive poker players. This is one of the biggest things that people ask me about. You know, those players that are always trying to bluff you at the poker tables. So today I'm going to walk you through a couple hand history examples of the simple tips that you need to know to start quickly beating these players almost every single time. And I'm also going to throw in a bonus tip for you guys at the end. Something that you absolutely need to know that I cannot for the life of me figure out why no other poker coaches are talking about this today. It's so important versus aggressive poker players. So make sure you stick around for that. Let's jump into hand number one. All right, so hand number one, tip number one is don't play into their game. This is one of the biggest mistakes that people make when they're playing against aggressive poker players. What I mean by that specifically is trying to bluff them back. Guys, what you need to understand is that when you try to re-bluff uh, an already aggressive player, that's what they love to do, bluff. You're basically trying to beat someone at their own game. You're probably not going to win. These guys are already or girls are already experts at this and often it also creates a no-win situation for you as we're going to talk about in this example hand in a second because by trying to bluff them all you're doing is taking away their ability to bluff and on the flip side if they do call you it's just going to slap you in the face because it's going to be one of the times when they happen to have the big hand that beats you so there's often no benefit for us in trying to bluff them back. Let's jump right into an example. You raise it up with king-queen offsuit, king of hearts, queen of diamonds in middle position, and an aggressive player calls you on the button. Typical spot we've all been in. The aggressive player, of course, is going to have a direct position on us in this hand. That is a big, big disadvantage for us. But let's go see the flop. Flop comes down with a 10 of clubs, 7 of spades, and 8 of hearts. So I'm not going to lie, guys. Obviously not the best flop for our hand here. I don't really need to tell you guys that. You're already know that. We don't have a whole lot going on here. We do technically have a backdoor straight draw. Uh, if it came, for example, with an ace and a jack on the turn and the river, we also have two overcards, of course, with the king or queen, but they're a little bit dangerous, actually, because they could make fill in a straight if this player has some sort of suited connector, for example, or could make this player to pair if they have a hand like queen 10, for example. So all in all, there's not a whole lot going on for us on this board. So what should we be doing? Well, of course, we are out of position here, so we're going to be acting first, and we decide to make a c-bet on this flop. Now, I'm going to say that making a c-bet is kind of a little bit of a mistake, I would say, in this spot. I would typically check in this spot, but in poker, we're always mixing up our frequencies. We're never doing anything 100% of the time. I talk about this in all of my poker books and in these videos all the time. Make sure you're subscribed, by the way, so you check out all my latest poker strategy videos here. So in this particular hand, we chose to make a continuation bet, and the aggressive player raises. So what should we be doing in a spot like this? Well, guys, the best thing that you can possibly do here, and I know it's not the sexy answer that anyone wants to hear, it's fold. Really what we need to understand, guys, is that in poker, sometimes the best thing you can do is simply cut your losses and get out of there instead of making an already difficult situation even worse for you. Because let's look at our other options here. We could choose to get tricky and we could just call here or we could do something even more crazy and go for the re-raise, but let's face it, both of these plays are likely to end up very badly for us. By calling, we're going to be going to the turn and the river 
out of position, remember that is the biggest thing in this hand. If we're in position, meaning last to act, is a totally, totally different ball game. As I talk about this at length in my brand new Black Rain 79 Poker University, I'll have links in the description for that. We have to understand, guys, that position is the most important part of every single poker hand. So many beginners and amateurs fail to understand this. It took me years to truly get this through my head that position is so important. You can just use a program like Poker Tracker. Again, I'll have links for that as well in the description. You can just go and filter your results for when you're in position. Again, meaning you get to act last versus when you're out of position in a hand and you can see the cold hard evidence for yourself. You're going to win way more in poker when you're in position versus out of position. So again, just calling here out of position with a hand that we already talked about does not have much equity at all. I mean, even ace high is beating us on this board. We do have a couple overcards, but they're kind of dangerous for multiple reasons that we already discussed. This is a really bad situation, guys. It's really just going to snowball. And against an aggressive player who's likely to make another bet again, you know, the turn comes with a three, a four, an ace, you know, a jack. What do we do on any of these cards, guys? There's not a whole lot going on here. And re-raising on this flop is probably the worst option of all because all it's going to do, as I mentioned off the top, is get this player to fold all of their bluffs, which we might be ahead of a couple of the bluffs here, and they're just going to call us with all their hands that are currently crushing us, like a jack nine, for example, a 10-9, a pocket 10s, a pocket sevens, a pocket eights, any sort of hand like this that is way ahead of us. So guys, bottom line, the best thing you can do in a situation like this, I know it's not what anyone wants to hear, but it is to just fold. You have to have the discipline and the patience sometimes versus aggressive players, especially when you are out of position to understand that it is simply going to be the most profitable play for you to simply fold your hand now and get out of there. Now let's talk about a different situation now. So on the flip side, and there's always a flip side in poker, sometimes we're going to have the best hand. We're going to talk about that right now. And what you want to be doing against aggressive players is using their aggression against them. Again, this is where a lot of people get it wrong. Like we just talked about when, when we have nothing, a lot of people will try to bluff them back. This is often a disaster versus aggressive players. And on the flip side, when we actually do have the big hand, like we're going to discuss in a second here, often the best thing that you want to do here is be passive and allow them to, as the old saying goes, allow them to hang themselves. So example, we raise it up with ace nine of spades in middle position. And once again, an aggressive player calls us on the button. We're going to have a very wide range in a spot like this. But when the flop comes down with a nine of diamonds, five of clubs and three of hearts, we're feeling pretty good. This is a completely different spot, of course, in the previous hand. We have top pair top kicker here. There's not too many draws on this board. We literally have this player's ranged crushed in this situation. So once again, we're going to assume that we're just going to go ahead and make a C bet on this board. Once again, it's not going to be what we're going to be doing every single time. Again, I talk about this at length in all of my books and in my new university training course as well, is that I'm always using frequencies in these situations, in any hands, especially against 
against regular opponents like this, aggressive kind of players. So in many instances here, I would actually just be checking, but we chose to see bet to continuation bet in this particular hand. Just want to make that totally clear because I get comments all the time saying, oh, you should be just checking here. I'm like, I do check like 50% of the time. We're just choosing to bet this time right now. Okay. So the aggressive player goes ahead and raises us just like in the previous example. So what should we be doing here? Guys, this is a spot where you just want to be calling. You definitely do not want to be re-raising in this spot. We never want to be folding, obviously. I think we don't need to go over that. We've got top pair, top kicker, but we do not want to be re-raising here. This is one of the biggest mistakes that people make in this spot is not understanding that when we re-raise here, we are just going to be overplaying our hand. Once again, we're going to fold out all of their bluffs here, which we want to stay in. We want to allow this player to hang themselves and keep making their bluffs. And on the flip side, if we go for the re-raise here, they're just going to, again, throw away all those bluffs and they're going to call us down with their pocket jacks, their pocket queens, and so on. The handful of hands that have us beat. So let's continue playing out the hand here because a lot of people ask me, well, Nathan, what happens if some bigger cards come on the turn of the river? Let's talk about that right now. So the turn comes with the queen of hearts. What should we be doing here? Well, this is a spot where you want to be just check calling. We don't want to come out here for a bet. It really is not signifying a lot. Once again, we're probably just going to fold out all their bluffs when we bet out here and take it away from them. And what you want to do against aggressive players, guys, is just allow them to bluff at it. So we want to go for the check here on the turn. But assuming that an aggressive player is going to do what aggressive players do and bet here on the turn when we check, yes, we absolutely want to be making the call here. Just because there's another overcard on the board with a queen, does not mean that somehow we are behind here with ace nine. We're still going to be ahead the vast majority of the time. And in a second, I'm actually going to go through all of the hands that they can have here so that you guys can understand this better. All right, so let's move on to the river. River comes down with a seven of hearts. Once again, one of these cards that's sort of kind of scary. I mean, it does bring in the heart draw now, but what should we be doing here? Well, once again, guys, I really don't think that leading out here is going to help a lot. I think it's just going to fold out a lot of his bluffs hands the hands that have all missed, and we're just going to get action from the hands that beat us. Once again, he's going to call with his pocket jack, possibly going to raise his pocket queens, hands like that. So again, this is an excellent spot to just check call and let an aggressive player do what aggressive players love to do, as we talked about off the top, which is bluff. And guys, you need to make big calls like this versus aggressive players. Now let's talk about another problem spot here, why people don't often make the right decisions here. And that is because they're afraid of variance. They're afraid, for example, on the river that this player hit the flush draw, that they've uh, you know hit the queen or something like that. What I want you guys to know is that we need to make peace with that. They are going to hit those from time to time. There's nothing I can say in this video that's going to magically allow these players to never, quote unquote, suck out against you. When the river comes down with the 953 queen seven and there's three hearts by the ends there, they're going to suck out on you from time to time with a hand like queen jack of clubs, for example, with a hand like ace four of hearts, for example. I would play all of these hands in the exact same way that this player did as an aggressive player. This is what I 
teach in my new university training. I've got many examples on the flop specifically with ands like this talking about how you should take this exact same line, raise the flop, bet the turn, bet the river. However, we always need to remember guys that there are so many more hands that an aggressive player is going to show up here with on the river that we are ahead of. Let's go through a couple of them. A hand like six, five of diamonds. Absolutely makes sense to raise sometimes here on the flop and take an aggressive line on the, on the turn of river. King nine of clubs, another hand. I mean, it's, it's top pair. Of course, you're going to play that hand as an aggressive player. You're going to play that hand aggressively. Nine, eight of diamonds, another hand that makes sense for an aggressive player to call us flat, call us pre-flop on the button and then play that hand aggressively with top pair on the flop turn and river. And there are also several hands that an aggressive player is going to be on a complete air ball bluff with. For example, ace two of diamonds makes perfect sense for this player to raise the flop and play aggressively on the turn in the river. They have the wheel draw, as you guys can see there on the flop. They're looking for a four. They also had a backdoor diamond draw. It makes perfect sense for them to play a hand like that aggressively. I would do the exact same thing. Eight, seven of clubs, again, makes perfect sense to play that hand aggressively in this spot. Got a gut shot on the flop, got a backdoor club draw. Perfect hand to play aggressively when you're an aggressive player. And finally, a hand like ace king offsuit. These kind of players, regulars, definitely will just flat call with a hand like that, sometimes pre-flop, and then play it aggressively after the flop, even if they miss the board. So hopefully this sort of mental map here that I'm showing you on the screen gives you a better idea of what we're up against on the river. And I'm not trying to sugarcoat this. They are gonna show up with a queen sometimes. They are going to show up with a flush sometimes. But guys, we need to always be viewing the game of poker through the lens of ranges of hands, not specific hands. And as you can hopefully see here, their entire range is going to be weighted more heavily towards hands that we are still ahead of on the river. Now, let me jump into my final bonus tip here, as I promise you guys that nobody seems to be talking about these days, which is vitally important for you to beat aggressive poker players. So my bonus tip, guys, is to simply change tables if an aggressive player is on the direct left of you. Now, what I mean by this is that you're at the poker table and and the seat directly to the left of you is one of these aggressive players that loves to bluff. Guys, trying to beat this player in this situation is the equivalent of bringing a knife to a gunfight. You're not gonna win. You might get lucky sometimes and get a quick little stab in there, but nine times out of 10, it's gonna end badly for you. Guys, what you need to always remember is that poker is not a game of ego. A lot of people teach this these days and you know, just get in there and battle them and so on. Yeah, maybe if we have position, but not in this spot. We need to learn how to pick our spots better. Poker's not a game of ego and it's simply not worth fighting an incredibly uphill battle like this versus an aggressive player who has direct position on you. Guys, as I already talked about earlier in the video, position is everything in poker. Once again, you can just use a program like Poker Tracker and you can go see the cold hard evidence for yourself. Filter for situations when you're in position versus out of position and just go see your winning. You don't have to take my word for it, you can just go see the evidence for yourself. I'll have links to uh, Poker Tracker again in the description below. But what you need to understand, guys, is that when somebody has direct position on you, they literally have an overwhelming advantage against you. They're going to have direct position on you in literally almost every single hand. This is going to make it tremendously difficult for you to get anything done at the poker table. For example, maybe you're trying to isolate one of the weaker players at the table and they know that and they're going to be able to three bet you like 
right before the flop every single time and make your life hell after the flop by raising you and re-raising you and you're going to be playing in the dark every single time checking to them folding again so guys it makes no sense to try to fight an uphill battle like this just leave the table guys there are so many other poker tables especially if you play online poker in low stakes games i mean if you play like 10 cent 25 cent cash games online on you know one of the bigger sites i mean there could be a hundred other tables to choose from so there's just simply no excuse to sit at the same poker table for you know an hour on end trying to beat someone who simply has a fundamental massive advantage over you it's that's just your ego at play that's not being smart about the game and the other thing is is that sometimes you can just change seats <laughs> at the exact same table if you're playing shorthanded especially in an online game i know it's a little bit different live if you're playing shorthanded in an online game guys often you can just literally click get up and go sit at the other seat so that you have direct position on that player and fix your problem that quickly so guys let me know how you play against aggressive players in the comments below i hope that a few of the tips in this video help you guys out hey guys i hope you enjoyed this poker podcast episode. If you want to know my complete strategy for beating small and mid-stakes poker games, make sure you go grab a copy of my free poker cheat sheet that's available on my website at blackrain79.com. And also make sure you hit like and subscribe here to the podcast as I'm putting out new episodes every single week to help you guys quickly get beating your poker games. I wish you guys all the best at the poker tables. I'll catch you next week. This has been Nathan Williams with blackrain79.com.